0: When I started out in business, I tried to be all the things to all the people. And you know what? It sucked. It sucked for me and it sucked for my potential customers who weren't sure what exactly I was all about. I lost sales and sleep over writing copy and content, sales and marketing and big business decisions because I didn't know who I was trying to reach. In this episode of the Workshop Weekly Podcast, we're getting up close and personal with your ideal customer. If you've ever wondered what words to use in your marketing to drive sales and interaction, this episode is for you. We'll dish up some simple steps you can take today to get zeroed in on your ideal customer so you'll know exactly what to say and do to delight them and grow that empire starting right now. You're listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. Around here, we believe that taking imperfect action rules, so we're creating space for you to dive in and fast-track your success one workshop at a time. Now, refill your coffee cup, grab your notebook, and get ready to join in on your weekly training, listen to meaningful conversation, and learn from industry experts. Here's your host, Kelly Lawson. Hey there, welcome to episode 004 of the Workshop Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, and I'm so excited for today's show because it was literally a game changer for my business. Okay, has this ever happened to you? You sit down to write something for your business or passion project, maybe like a blog post or a copy for your website or an Instagram caption or something like that, and you just have absolutely no idea what to say. Do you ever get stuck just staring at your blinking cursor, trying to pull ideas out of what feels like an empty and endless black hole? And even worse, do you ever just feel stuck when you have to make a big business decision? You just flail around scouring the internet for answers and frantically pulling your family and friends in an attempt to decide what might be best because you honestly have no clue And worst of all, have you ever experienced what felt like rejection in your business? Like you put something out there and no one cared? It was like crickets. Those feelings and situations are super tough. They're crushing actually and they kill your motivation and confidence. I have been there, I know, but I can also tell you from first-person experience there is a way out of this panicked self-defeating cycle. So in today's episode, I'm going to teach you the one thing that you need to know inside and out to resolve all of these pains in your business. It's like a magic elixir for what ails you. You're probably thinking, okay, all right, Kelly, what is the one magical thing that's going to solve all of my business problems? Give it to me now so I can charge ahead and finally explode this empire of mine for once and for all. So I'm gonna get to that, I promise. But I wanna start with this. Can you think of a time when you were in need of something like a product or a service and at the exact time that perfect solution to your need graced your scroll? Maybe it was an online tutorial or course promising to teach you something that you needed to learn. Maybe it was a pair of stylish sneakers that showed up just before your summer vacation or a conference featuring your favorite keynote speaker that you were just thinking you'd love to meet in person. You see that perfect thing go by and presto, the next thing you know, you're delightfully clicking add to cart on the VIP tickets or those new sneaks. And can you remember the last time that you found something that was exactly what you needed at the exact right time when the words on the ad were exactly the type of language that speaks straight to your heart? This happens to me with clothes all the time time. It's like there's my own personal shopper just filling my scroll and totally blowing my shoe budget every time. Here's my point. As business owners, when we sit down to write copy and content and make decisions about our businesses, here's the end result we want. Our perfect customer sitting on the other side of the internet, reading our words, seeing our imagery, looking at our offer and thinking, did she just read my mind? This is exactly what I needed right now. Grabs credit card, adds cart, boom, sale complete. And here's the thing. You can totally get there with your business. It just takes a little work. And I know you, you are not afraid of a little hard work. So in order for you to achieve this for your business, there's just one thing you need to understand. Are you ready for it? You need to know your ideal client. I mean, know them. You've got to get to know them in such great detail that you intimately understand who you're talking to. They become like a friend. They're that real and tangible. This isn't about basic market research and demographics, by the way. It's not just if they're male or female, their age, their marital status and income bracket. It's not that at all. I mean, that is definitely a great start. But to have a truly successful business and marketing plan and to put out truly effective content, you need to understand your ideal client on a much deeper level than that. You need to get up close and personal with their fears, their aspirations, their favorite things, the car they drive, and their weekend plans. You need to know what keeps them up at night. You need to know what they ask people out for coffee to discuss. You need to be able to finish their sentences. You need to know them that well. An ideal customer represents your perfect customer. This one single person is the potential customer who wants and needs your content, your products, or your services. Their exact needs are met by what you have to offer. And to be perfectly clear, this also has to be someone who you want to work with as well. In today's episode, we're going to drill down on who the exact person is that you most want to serve. I'll share some tools you can use to find that one person, to get to know them on a deeper level, and to speak directly to them in your marketing messaging. Now, I know you might be asking yourself, why only one person? Won't I alienate everyone else? Well, no, and here's why. It's common when you're starting out to want to be something for everyone and it's totally okay to cast a wide net in the early days. But if you treat your marketing copywriting like something that is designed for the masses, here's the risk. Your messaging will be diluted, you won't speak directly to anyone, and therefore you won't resonate or be memorable to anyone. It might also be dull and salesy. There's also the risk it will be indirect vague and unclear. No one will feel like you're speaking directly to them. And if it doesn't feel relevant, if it doesn't connect, they're just going to scroll right on by. There's a popular saying in marketing that goes something like, when you're talking to everyone, you're actually talking to no one. Or when you're trying to attract everyone, you're actually attracting no one. Something like that. This is the result you will get from having a vague or general idea of who your ideal customer is for fear of leaving someone out. And here's the thing, we all know that there's a lot of noise online, like everyone is trying to shout above each other and show their products and services and their work and their offerings. It is a lot to take in. And when we put it all together like that, no one stands out. Everyone blends in. It's like being on the trading floor at Wall Street, or at least how I picture it to be because I've never actually been there, full disclosure. And wouldn't you rather cut through all those sales pitches and have an intimate conversation with someone you know and understand really well like you would with a close friend? Think about it like this. It's the difference between having a conversation with someone who doesn't know you at all versus one with someone who totally gets you. It's the difference between saying, look at my travel product for sale versus you're a worldwide person who wants to explore the globe. So why is it important to understand your ideal client on this intimate level? I want to interrupt for a quick sec to tell you about a product that I've recently come across. I have never been a fan of wearing pantyhose. Most of the time after one wash, they would pill and tear. And honestly, it always just felt like an enormous waste of money to own them. Then came Sheertex, the strongest pantyhose in the world delivered right to my door in the cutest little box. Their fibers don't exist anywhere else on the market. They actually miniaturize the fibers used in bulletproof vests to create a knit just as strong as the people who wear them. You basically have to be Hulk to rip these things. And they have quickly converted me into a person that raves endlessly about my shears. I don't want you to miss out. So head over to kellylawson.ca slash Sheertex, S-H-E-E-R-T-E-X, and use the code Lawson 10 to save 10% on your new pair of shears today. Depending on your product or offer and your industry, most people won't be ready to buy what you have for sale about 99% of the time. So what are you doing and saying that resonates with them in that in-between time? How are you showing up to serve them when you're not trying to shove your product or offer down their throats, so to speak? This is the key to successful marketing. And in order to fully understand how you will resonate with them, how you will lead them to know, like, and trust you, because by the way, they need to know, like, and trust you before they'll buy from you. You need to understand them on a deeper level. You need to know who they are, what they care about, and even apart from how it relates to what you're trying to sell them. Okay, are you ready to dig in? Let's get you started discovering who exactly your ideal customer is. And by the way, I just wanted to take a sec to give a shout out to a few of my favorite online mentors who have really helped me understand this concept in my business over the past few years. Amy Porterfield, Jasmine Starr, Jenna Kutcher, Dan Martell, Murray Forleo, Chris Brogan, these people all do an incredible job explaining and helping you to work through the concept of ideal customer profiling. So I wanted to add that this episode is a manifestation of all the things I've learned from these people. Oh, and one more thing. About 10 years ago, I read a book by Chris Brogan called Trust Agents, and I can't recommend it enough. It's a total game changer. I'm going to add a link to it in the show notes. Okay, in the show notes, you're also going to find a workbook to help guide you through this ideal customer discovery process. Just go to kellylawson.ca slash blog slash 004, The workbook will ask you a bunch of questions, give you some examples of ideal customers and guide you through this for your own business. Trust me, this exercise will be such a game changer for you. So don't forget to hop over to the show notes and grab the worksheets to guide you through it. You can either hit pause and do it now or do it at the end. It doesn't matter. Really, just don't skip that part. Okay, so the first thing we need to do is write down a detailed description of who your ideal customer is. Now, you're going to be making this person up, and I know that seems a little strange, but please stay with me here. Today, I want you to really dive into who this person is until you can actually picture them in your mind. I know this is strange, but trust me, this is going to be key. When I first got started with discovering my ideal client or customer, in case you haven't noticed, I've been using the words ideal client or customer interchangeably, they mean the same thing. So just consider that as I go through this episode. Anyway, when I first got started, my ideal customer for my photography education and for this podcast, by the way, was actually me 10 years ago. A mother who is exploring the entrepreneurship scene, looking to escape the confines of her soulless job, looking to take control of her lifestyle, and really ramp up her business venture. She's a woman who is hungry to connect with someone who has gone before her, yearning for more purpose in her life, eager and excited to learn how to do all of the things, and really make a go in her own business and create freedom in her own lifestyle. If this sounds like I just described you, that is not a coincidence. Do you see what I'm getting at here? It is not uncommon for your ideal customer to be some previous version of you. We are naturally drawn to solving our own problems or pain points. It makes sense, right? So my early ideal customer was not just a manifestation of myself from 10 years ago. She was more like a combination of that and customers that I've loved working with in the past and potential customers that I would wish to work with in the future. All more or less fitting into the same woman I described earlier. And this is an excellent place for you to start. Do you see how this is already different than describing my ideal customer as a middle-aged female with 1.3 kids and a household income of $150,000 or whatever? I'm mostly just making this up right now, but do you see how we are taking it further? So I also want you to think about a raving fan that you've worked with in the past, someone who's just downright perfect from beginning to end. And I really hope that you've worked with someone like this because it is a gift. And I want you to describe that person in detail. If you're just getting started with profiling your ideal customer, this is a great way to begin. As you get better at honing in on your ideal customer, you will take it beyond yourself and customers you've worked with in the past. But again, this is an incredible starting point. So I want you to think about a combination of a previous version of yourself, if that makes sense, in your business and someone who you've loved working with, who you were able to get amazing results for, who sang your praises. Do you got that person in mind? Okay, awesome. Now, let's drill down into exactly who that person is. Once you have that person in mind, you're going to answer these questions. Where do they hang out online? Where do they hang out in the real world? What do they do outside of work? Where do they get their information? What are their goals? What brands do they like? What are their preferred methods of communication? What exact phrases do they use? What are their challenges and frustrations? What are they asking people out for coffee to discuss? And like I said before, what keeps them up at night? And if you don't have a database or a roster of previous amazing customers because you're just getting started and you can't survey or pull from a group of people, don't worry. There are other ways you can discover your ideal customer. This is a beautiful thing about the internet information age that we live in. People put their thoughts on social media every single day. And for you, my friend, this is going to be pure gold. You can go into Facebook groups, online chat forums and look in the comment section of other people's blog posts or Instagram posts or Facebook posts. You can go check out one of your competitors that you know is already attracting your ideal customer. There are some people out there that do similar work to what I do and they're already attracting my ideal customer. So yes, I've gone into the comments of their Instagram posts to see what people are saying and how they're saying it. Specifically, I look for things like What are they asking for? What are they worried about? What are they struggling with? So yeah, you'll need to put on your investigator pants and dig in a little. Your ideal customers are out there waiting for you to find them and solve their problems. So if you don't have your own customer base to draw from, just check out the social media accounts or blog posts of a couple of people in your industry who are doing it well and have a bigger following or an already established following. It is amazing how much you can learn from their audience or from the audiences of other people. If you remember from the first Workshop Weekly episode about imposter syndrome, that thing I told you about competition, here's a recap in case you missed it. I told you not to sweat it, that there's more than enough success and work to go around for everyone. Don't just think that because someone else is also serving your ideal customer super well, that they've cornered the market. There's lots of room for you and your unique offering too. If you missed that episode, you can head back. It's episode 001. Go back and listen to it after this one. Anyway, you will always be you. You are unique. You will do your thing in your own way. And your ideal customers will want to see and hear what you have to say from you, not anyone else. So don't get hung up on the competition. Just go in, get the info that you need, and hop back out. Learning from other people who are doing what you want to do is a great way to get started and eventually you'll do it in your own way and your ideal customer will gravitate toward you and your competition's ideal customer will gravitate toward them. Remember, it's all about attracting and repelling in marketing and I'll talk more about that later. I used to feel like I lived in a perpetual groundhog day. Every Sunday, I would need to sit down and take time to think about what I would cook for the week, make a list of what groceries I would need to buy, and then go spend hours at the grocery store collecting the ingredients, sometimes needing to visit two or three places to find everything I needed. And still, we felt like we were eating the same meals over and over enter HelloFresh the meals are pre-planned the groceries are gathered and everything I need to prepare delicious meals for my family is dropped off at my door once per week we are discovering new delicious recipes every week I am getting the hours of meal prep time back there is no food waste and best of all every meal can be prepared in just 30 minutes visit kellylawson.ca slash HelloFresh to check out some of my favorite meals and save $40 on your first box That's kellylawson.ca slash hellofresh. You're probably wondering, Kelly, isn't there bound to be some overlap? Yes, there is. But there will definitely be a few little distinctions that make your ideal customer want to work with you over your competitors because you do it a little bit differently and they relate to you a little bit more and they're drawn to you the most. Do you see what I mean? There are all kinds of entrepreneurship podcasts on the market already, but I think you're listening to me because you find me maybe a little bit more relatable to your situation. So roll up your sleeves and do some digging. Your ideal client is out there on the internet telling you who they are and what they need. You still just haven't found each other yet. Serendipitous, right? Oh, that sounded kind of romantic. Hard eyes, hug emoji, pray hands. (laughs) Okay, so there's one more super important step that I need you to do to drive all of this home. And please listen to this. If you've got a bunch of stuff on the go right now, lock yourself in the washroom for a sec so you can hear what I'm about to say. This is a step I think most people try and skip, but please don't do that because this is actually the most crucial component of defining your ideal customer. This is the validation phase. This is the part where you check to see if everything that you've just imagined and researched and investigated is actually real. So full disclosure, I learned this one from one of my online mentors, Amy Porterfield, from her course, Digital Course Academy, which I recommend for any of you thinking about starting an online business, by the way. Amy is amazing and I love her. Here's what I learned. You need to talk to your customers. You can do it by a phone call, a video chat, you can do it in person. It doesn't really matter how you do it. What is crucial is that you record it so that you can be fully present during the conversation, but also so you can go back and listen to exactly what they said to you afterwards. This part is so important. So you can do this a number of ways. One way is using a free video conferencing platform called Zoom. You can just go to zoom.com. It's pretty easy to get started there. I'll link that in the show notes as well. Or... If you're already using something like Skype, that's fine too. The point is that you need to be able to record your conversation. And by the way, if you can meet them in person, that is even better. Just throw your iPhone or whatever smartphone you're using on the table and hit record on your voice recorder before you dive in. And as Amy always says, and I love it when she says this, the key here is to make sure that you listen more than you talk. The goal is to hear their words, how they articulate their challenges and struggles and not your words. And also, you'll need to be very, very careful not to accidentally or even subconsciously lead your interviewee here because this can totally happen, especially if you already have an idea of what you're hoping they will say to make your business plan make sense. You'll not be doing yourself any favors if you do this. Trust me, it's very important to just ask the questions and then listen carefully. So the objective here is to ask questions to your ideal customer, the real life kind, in order to validate what you are offering by getting to the bottom of what your ideal customer truly wants and needs, what they've tried in the past that has or hasn't worked, and what they're hoping to try in the future. And of course, the most important thing, really understanding their challenges as they describe them. Hopefully you have a few people in mind that you'd love to work with. Maybe someone you know in person who lives and works in your community, or maybe someone you met online in a chat forum or group. Maybe someone you've worked with in the past that you hope will be interested in your new product or offering. These are the people you need to meet with, and this is key, you need to know that they will be honest with you. The goal here is not to recruit them as a customer. I mean, that would be a super happy accident if it does happen, but they may not turn out to become your customer in the end. And that's perfectly okay. You're meeting with them only to learn from them. This is strictly research. So it's okay if they don't turn out to be your ideal customer. They're going to help you get better at honing in on who exactly is. And that is invaluable insight. Have I mentioned that it's invaluable yet? (laughs) So about the interviews, you're going to be asking very directed questions on these video calls or in-person meetings. If you're wondering what to ask, I've got your back. (laughs) You'll find the questions to ask them in the workbook for this episode by going to the show notes at kellylawson.ca slash blog slash 004. And remember, it's critical that you listen more than you talk. The words they use to answer your questions are like gold for your future copy, for your emails, for your sales pages, for your webinars, for your SEO, and all that good stuff. They will be gifting you with the verbiage that they and many other ideal clients will be searching for online. Does that make sense? I can see you nodding. Just kidding, I can't see you. Okay, awesome, bad joke. And with their permission, don't forget to record the call. Have you guys seen my new website? It's pretty gorgeous. And if I know you, you're probably feeling like your website isn't as good as you'd like it to be, and you're struggling a little to find the perfect solution. Well, my friend, I have some advice for you. Get a Tonic site. Until I discovered Tonic, I was on that struggle bus too. And my Tonic site has forever changed the way I show up online and in my business. Tonic sites are completely customizable, they're code-free, and built with all the best marketing strategies in mind. It's time for you to have a site that looks just as good and probably even better than others in your industry so you can finally stand out in a way that's perfectly unique to you. And today I'm giving you that extra little nudge that I think you've been waiting for. Save 15%. That's up to $200 on your new site. Just go to kellylawson.ca slash tonic site to find your perfect site and use the code KellyLawson to save 15% on your gorgeous new site to Today, you want to be fully present during your conversation so that you can observe their body language, you can see what clothes they're wearing, and if you're meeting in person, you can even take in observations of who they are based on the venue that they choose to meet in. You can transcribe the conversation later, pulling out phrases and words that they use. These are the phrases and words that are going to resonate with more people like them, more of your ideal customer. These are the phrases that will guide you when you are staring at that blinking cursor. Is everything starting to connect for you now? I really hope so. I know that some of you listening are already planning to just skip over this validation interviewing part because it's uncomfortable and awkward, or maybe that's just me projecting my introversion onto you. But also, I think some of you might be worried that you are so far into your businesses or your business idea that when you sit down to ask questions to an actual person, you maybe are afraid that you'll learn that maybe they don't want what you're selling, or maybe they don't think your idea is as awesome as you think it is. If you're thinking that, even secretly, there's no judgment here. I totally get it. Nobody ever wants to be discouraged. But this is actually even more reason not to skip the validation step. If what you think is amazing is not something that your ideal customer actually wants and needs, you're better off finding that out now before you invest any more time and money into your business. Maybe your idea just needs a little refining and tweaking. Got it? Okay, good. Also, keep in mind that it's so important that you're always asking the right questions to the right people. All the time in business forums and Facebook business groups, someone will post, which idea for my business do you like better? This one or that one? Which graphic do you like better? This one or that one? What wording do you like better? And so on. I see this happen all the time in Facebook groups, you've probably seen it too, or maybe you've been asked similar questions yourself by friends or family or strangers on the internet inside of chat forums. I always shake my head a little when I see this because yes, Everyone has an opinion, but when people ask whoever they can about these things, it means absolutely nothing because they're probably not even the right person who will ever consider buying what you're selling. So before you go and ask your spouse or your neighbor or your best friends what they think, ask yourself, would they buy what you are selling? Are any of them your ideal customer? And if the answer is yes, totally carry on. But if the answer is no, I wouldn't ask them. This is also what I need you to keep in mind when you're feeling that repelling thing that I was talking about earlier. Not everyone is going to love your idea or your words or what you're putting out there. And that is okay. Really, it is. If you're doing this right, you will quickly learn that not everyone is going to be your ideal customer. And you will know that you are reaching your ideal customer because you will have done the work from this episode and you will see your engagement increase. Okay. And if you were thinking about taking this type of shortcut, I totally get it. It might not always be piles of fun to do these ideal customer calls. It can actually feel a little uncomfortable, especially for all of us introverts in the world. But you might be surprised at how fun they are. I know I was surprised by how fun they are. I really enjoyed chatting with my ideal customers. We've had some really nice chats over the years. And each time I can tell you, I just feel closer and closer to understanding who you are each time. So do yourself a favor, do not skip this step. It is so, so, so important, so valuable and so crucial to this entire process. And once again, it is not one and done. I want you to do it at least five times, so with at least five people. And as you refine who your ideal customer is, I want you to plan five more and five after that. I would love to see you having these types of conversations with five ideal customers every quarter. And just a reminder, you'll find the questions for doing the interviews that I was talking about in the workbook for this episode at kellylawson.ca slash blog slash 004. The thing about ideal customers is they aren't one and done. You don't figure them out and then go, great, never have to have a customer conversation again. No, you are constantly refining your ideal customer because they are growing and living and evolving beings just like you are. And by the way, you can definitely have more than one ideal customer, but I want you to work on just one of them at a time. For example, my photo shoot bride is a different ideal client from my online student and different still from my commercial photography client and different still from my podcast client and the list goes on. What I will say, however, is that my photography clients are for the most part geographically concentrated. They have to live in my neighborhood in order for me to serve them day to day. I don't typically reach these clients online, but more so via word of mouth. I live in a really small city, so they all know me on some level from my local reputation for the better or for the worse. My online education ideal client though, she is the one I reach, you guessed it, online. She's not concentrated in one geographical place like my photography clients are. So I need to treat that a little differently because she's getting to know like and trust me through my social media posts, not from seeing me around town at social events or hearing it from people on the street for example it is no secret at all that I love to shop when I find something I love I buy it in every color and I live in it generally speaking I dress for casual style and comfort but I also invest in pieces that go with everything else in my closet I guess I'm a lover of leverageability in all areas of life. I get asked a lot where I got my clothing items and I try to tag these products as I post them online. But for those of you that want to get a better look at what I'm adding to my capsule each season, head to kellylawson.ca slash my style. I'll add the latest and greatest fashion items as I find them and link to the best deals I can find. So make sure you check in regularly and happy shopping workshop warriors. I wanted to talk a little bit about attracting and repelling because as I got closer to who my ideal customer for my online education was and I started talking directly to her, my engagement went up. In fact, it actually tripled when I honed my messaging and posted consistently five times per week. And I'm talking about Instagram. It grew even more when I was showing my own face on my social media feed, which, by the way, still feels A little uncomfortable, but I'm getting better at letting go of my hangups there. Anyway, I'm going to do a whole other episode about my experiences and relationship with Instagram. But for now, I just want to say that after honing my ideal customer for my online courses, my engagement went up. But also, there were definitely people who didn't like that shift. I saw people I knew unfollowing me and people who told me one way or another they weren't into my long form posts. And I'm going to be honest here, that can sting a little, but here's the thing. In marketing, when you're doing it well, you aren't going to please everyone. Back to what I was saying earlier about shouting to the masses with vague messaging versus dialing your messaging into one single ideal client. Because you aren't vaguely pitching your life and your business into the internet anymore, you are going to attract and repel your audience. It's inevitable, and this is a good thing, but it takes a little getting used to, and I wanted to prepare you for this. When you are drawing your ideal customers closer to you, you might also be pushing some others away. Not everyone is going to be into what your ideal customer is into, and that is okay. You're here to run a successful business, not to be a pleaser, right? Right. So that said, once you've clearly defined your ideal customer, creating content for your blog, for your social media captions, for your brochures, for your billboards or your website is so much easier. It's actually enjoyable. When I sit down to create, I know who my ideal customer is. I can picture her sitting across the table from me. I can picture what she's wearing. I can picture what she's drinking. I can picture how her hair is styled or not styled, I should say, and even the look on her face as she hangs on to my every word. And this is where I want you to be with your business too. Because back to when I said, do you ever pull your friends about what you should be doing, if you should be doing this or that in your business? Well, they aren't the ones that have the best answers for you. It is your ideal customer who you should be asking these questions to always. Does that make sense? Raise your hand if it does. Okay, I'm seeing a lot of hands. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I need to stop making those jokes. When I get into writing these podcast episodes and my Instagram captions, it really does feel as though I'm having a casual conversation with my ideal client. That's you, by the way. I'm talking to her right this minute. I'm definitely writing for her in my emails, in my social media captions, in these episodes. It just flows because I know who she is. Hint, she is you, And by the way, please don't take any of this too seriously. It is so important to have fun with it and just get it done. Grab the worksheets from the show notes, do the work, make the calls, and please don't worry about doing everything totally right with this. Done is better than perfect, I always say. And you are going to learn and grow and refine your ideal customer as you go. You are going to get better and clearer on all of this as you go. You just need to start. So there it is. Ideal customers explained in less than one hour. High fives. We did it. Now you know how to drill down on who exactly you most want to serve in your business. You know how to speak their language or at least find out what it is, how to know them on an even deeper level and how to do customer validation research. Also, you know who you should be asking those big business questions to. And just a hint, no, it is not your spouse and it is not your best friend. I cannot wait to hear how you make out with this. Please feel free to drop into my DMs on Instagram. I'm at Kelly S. Lawson there and tell me how you made out with this and I'll see you here next week same time same place for another workshop to keep making change for the better in your business and growing your empire I'll see you next week or I won't see you but you'll hear me